0: to Cuz We're Nerds, the podcast that covers trends and new releases in comics, movies, video games, board games, and much more. I'm your host Caleb, and with me is my brother Jacob. It's it's a me, out of
1: Jacob. <laughs>
0: 2019 is upon us, and we're celebrating with our month-long level-up series. Today, we're looking at the infamous Super Mario Bros. live-action movie. Is it as atrocious as its reputation assumes? Or is it a misunderstood masterpiece? Find out on this week's episode of Cuz We're Nerds. You almost just made me completely lose it in the intro.
1: <laughs> I thought about telling you I was going to do that. I was like, you know what? That's not realistic. I'm just going to go off the cuff and do it. <laughs> That was really funny. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, how you been, man? Uh, I've been all right. What, what about you?
0: Yeah, yeah, I've been pretty good. Are uh, you enjoying your Martin Luther King Jr.
1: day? I am. I am. I'll uh, tell you a little bit about it when we get to uh, what you went up to, because I did some uh, something today. Cool, cool. All right, so
0: we are three weeks into the new year. I thought I'd ask you how your new Year's resol... <laughs> <laughs> If I can talk, this is not this is not a good start. <laughs> I'd ask you how your New Year's resolutions are going.
1: Uh, pretty good, pretty decent. Um, I've maintained going to the gym, and Very nice. I've been um, you know, hanging out with Flynn's doing some stuff that normally I wouldn't do. Not like in a weird way. When you say it like that, it sounds really weird. But he, he's been smoking know. weed. Whoa, Caleb! Now we got it. Let's restart, take it from the top. Um, but no, it's uh Yeah, it's it's been a good year so far. What about yours?
0: Yeah, I mean, uh nothing nothing too crazy going on so far. My New Year's resolution's going well, eating good, uh exercising, losing some weight, good stuff, you know. All nice. the things you hope I to like do. I like it. I like it. Yeah, so good stuff. Um, all right. Uh, to reiterate, in case you were one of the lame people who jumped off the podcast early last week, lame. I had a special announcement, uh, which is that I am going to be flying out to California uh, next week to go to a special Stanley tribute event, uh, wherein I will go in, there will be like a gallery display stuff of um, a bunch of... Um, Stuff that he's been involved in, uh, movie props and stuff like that. There's a red carpet. Um, famous people will come in. Mark Hamill will be there. The entire thing is hosted by uh, Kevin Smith. We'll go inside. We'll sit down. We'll sit through a bunch of panels with people talking about Stan and how they had an impact on his life and uh, some. I think they're gonna do like some poetry, some Stan's like favorite poetry and like some of his favorite music and stuff. They're gonna do and all kinds of stuff. So that's gonna be out in California at the Chinese Theater. Uh, and this is important to you guys because I'm going to try my best to share as much of it with you as possible, probably on Instagram through
1: pictures. So, Now, Caleb, would this affect the episode for next week or no?
0: My goal is that it does not affect the episode for next week at all. We are recording this on Monday, Martin Luther King Jr. Day, a couple days before it comes out. So um, actually, Jacob, I talked with Zach today. Are you available to record for next week? I am. Okay, it'll be me and you, because Zach is a bit busy this week, because uh, we'd have to record early and he can't. Anyway, that's a peek behind the curtain. Uh, so, yeah, me and you will record uh, next week, and we'll talk about what that's going to be at the end of the episode. Awesome sauce. But today, we are talking about a very interesting movie, which for the longest time I did not know existed, and that is the Super Mario Brothers
1: live action movie for the 20 years that i have been on this planet caleb until i don't know a month or two ago this movie has evaded my knowledge (laughs) it's one of
0: those that like a lot of people know about but at the same time it's kind of been buried in fact this thing was so buried it was a pain to find it i almost thought we weren't going to be able to do this episode because i could not find the movie
1: yeah, I was looking too, as you know, and we were communicating back and forth, and I couldn't find anywhere either. I was surprised. You know, a lot of movies that maybe you can't find on typical services like Netflix or something like that, maybe they have them on websites like Kiss Anime and things like that, but this was nowhere. Like, except for, like you said, those super, super sketchy sites that probably implants a virus into your computer.
0: Jacob, I don't know what you're talking about. You
1: said... You said
0: Jacob I don't know what you're talking
1: about what I was gonna say is you said none of those things because
0: <laughs> so uh, we don't do that I checked I checked um, Hulu and Netflix and uh, Amazon Prime which I didn't really think it was going to be on any of those I thought at one point it was on uh, Netflix it might have been but it's not anymore what I did think it was going to be on was iTunes I thought I was going to be able to rent it it's not on iTunes it's not on anything. The only way I could find uh, to get it was to actually order a copy from, um, I almost said Netflix, from Amazon, and I really didn't want to do that. I really didn't want to have to pay for this movie, and the frustrating thing was it's only like four bucks for a DVD on Amazon, but it's an (laughs) add-on item, which means you have to have at least $25 worth of stuff, and by the time I knew it wasn't going to get here, that was Saturday, or or I, I couldn't find it. That was Saturday. So I had to, like, one day rush it, which was, like, another $12. So look, guys, Mm -hmm. if if you think that we're not spending any money on you for this show, we're spending it in the most interesting of
1: places. And for those of you that don't know, typically when Caleb and I record, it'll be Saturday, Sunday, or Monday, right? So when it became Saturday, typically more Sunday, but when it became Saturday and Caleb got with me and said, hey, um, I can't find this movie. <laughs> um, we were trying to decide, you know, we hope we can get the movie in time. And Caleb was a champ and paid for one day shipping. And I was like, I'll do the same. And I go on and I don't even have an option for one day shipping. So sorry for that, Caleb.
0: <laughs> it's all good. I even went down to my local used uh, movie store. We really only have like one where I'm at. And they didn't have it either. They said they have had it in the past. But they don't have it right now. So I don't know if you checked yours out, Jacob.
1: I did not get a chance to. Okay.
0: So anyway, it was a lot to find this movie. I found it. Now I own it. I guess that's worth something.
1: That Um, is worth something. A total of $12 (laughs) plus $3 (laughs) for the actual movie.
0: (laughs) So uh, this movie was released in 1993 with a budget of $48 million. Now, it might be interesting to know that this is actually not the first Super Mario Brothers movie. Oh, is it not? No, it is the first live action one. But there was actually an animated one, um, let's see, what is that, like, seven years before, in 1986, uh, it was Japan only, so it never came over, but that was the first animated, or movie at all for Super Mario Brothers, and it was animated, and apparently that was like the first animated video game movie ever, or bigger one in a while, I'm not exactly sure on that. Uh, But then this one came out in 93, and to everyone's shock and surprise, it exceeded expectations and broke all kinds of records, except it didn't. It only made $21 million on that budget
1: of $48 million. So it it didn't even make (sighs) half. I was about to say, but Caleb, that's less than half on a Nintendo product? What? (laughs) Yeah, so
0: uh, this movie has a lot of interesting background information wait
1: real quick question Uh this is important are we doing a spoiler section and then a non-spoiler on this one are we just doing strict spoilers
0: that is a good question jacob this movie there's nothing in it that you can spoil
1: (laughs) yeah i was gonna say i was trying to think of if we have a non-spoiler section what am i gonna say and i decided what i'm gonna say um caleb can we go ahead and go to spoilers that's the only, that's the only thing i would have said in non-spoilers because there's not i mean you can't like yeah. i didn't yeah
0: I'm, I'm gonna try to structure this one a little bit more like our um road to infinity war series okay so if you're familiar with those that's kind of how i'm gonna try to go through this although not quite as strict um so jumping back in This movie has a lot of really interesting behind-the-scenes stuff that really illuminates what happens in this movie and why it is. Um, So I'm just going to jump into that. Jacob, if you have any questions, any comments, just jump in. So, alrighty, This was the first major video game live-action adaption that had ever been done. So this was really breaking new ground. There was not a, a template to kind of figure out how these things are done. Um, and even now, most people are going to say that most of those are bad. So uh, Nintendo had a lot of options when going with a production company for this. And they shocked everybody when they went with a very small company called Lightmotive, who got the license for only $2 million. Now, Nintendo had offers for up to $10 million for this, uh, but they chose this uh, because of the people involved Eberts and Jaffe, uh, those are their last names, I don't remember their first names, but they pitched it as more of an adult film that children could also enjoy, but with an edge. And
1: And that is where the mistake began. Right, (laughs) I was gonna say, like, that to me
0: automatically, like, sends a a light bulb off in my head, I'm like, uh, Um, and Nintendo actually didn't think too much of this movie, you know, Nintendo is a Japanese company, this is an American movie. So, they were like, you know, this is just an experiment. We're just going to see how it goes, what it does, and Nintendo really thought that uh, it was too big to fail. The Mario brand was too big, too popular. At this point, Super Mario Brothers 1, 2, and 3 had come out, and Super Mario uh, World was in production and would have come out uh, probably right before this started production, I think. I think that was 1990, maybe 91. So, right there around that, that area. Now, One of the big things you have to look at when taking a movie like this is uh, who are you going to cast as the main people? Obviously, Mario and Luigi are the two main people. Now, Mario actually had some very big names interested in it. Wow. There's, whenever we record, there's always something big in the background, Jacob.
1: <laughs> I actually time vehicles. I have a stop sign outside, it, and as soon as we start recording, I flip a switch, and it goes back in the ground, so cars can come constantly. Oh,
0: nice. I like it.
1: Cool. Yeah. How long did that you take got, to build? Got, uh, Well, you know, I just paid somebody. Oh, you know. cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Before you spend all your money
0: on the Mario movie. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Um, So Dustin Hoffman was actually interested in playing this role, uh, but they ended up, um, I think he got turned down eventually, and then uh, they approached Danny DeVito to play this, who wanted to read the script before he signed on. After he read the script, he said, nope, no way. He went off. And then most interesting Tom Hanks was actually attached to play Mario. In fact, he was even all lined up, ready to sign a $5 million uh, contract to star as Mario in the movie. But at the very last minute, the producers got cold feet and they dropped him because at this time, Tom Hanks had had several movies that had kind of uh, been really bad and didn't make any money. So he was detached, which I really kind of would have liked to see him in this movie, see what it would have been feel like it would have been a lot different, but maybe not. And uh, that's how we landed on Bob Hoskins, who is in the movie, who I really only know from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Um, I-, I think I didn't look up his filmography, but that's the thing that stood out to me that I know. Uh, also, they found John Leguizamo, or Leguizamo uh, for Luigi. And right off the bat, Jacob, I don't know about you. I feel like these two look the part at the very least.
1: No, yeah, I definitely whenever I look at the cover of the movie or even some of the trailers, I definitely thought that they were probably some of the best actors that they could have gone for uh, looks looks wise.
0: Right. And and I think I think that was very intentional. I think Danny DeVito maybe looks a little bit closer but uh Bob Hoskins does just fine. Uh next up they looked at King Koopa himself, Bowser. And interesting, uh, Schwarzenegger and Michael Keaton were offered the role. Both of them turned it down until they found Dennis Hopper, who is the one who ultimately got hired. And that's where the easy stuff ends. (laughs) Where it really gets complicated is here in development. Um, I'm going to try to streamline this because there's a lot here. If you want more details, um, the Gaming Historian on YouTube has a fantastic documentary about this it's about 30 minutes long and it gives you all the details it's very entertaining very well put together if you haven't seen any of his stuff before he's really good so check him out uh so starting up they uh hired Greg Beeman to direct the film he had only done one film in the past and it was a comedy in 1988 they also hired some screenwriters to write the script but they uh said that it was a little bit too dark Uh, It did focus on Mario and Luigi's relationship. Now, this is interesting to me because they said they wanted a dark, more adult movie. The first script was done. They handed it in. They said, oh, this is too dark. Uh, And that's kind of the back and (laughs) forth that you see here in the development process. So because it was too dark, they hired some new screenwriters who kind of ditched that first script altogether, And they wrote the second one more as a fantasy story. This really closely resembled the video game. It had references to, you know, all the things you would think. Bomb bombs, uh, thwomps, all those things. And uh, it was good. But um, they had some issues with that. And what happened was the first director was let go. Because they couldn't get distributors. Because he only had that one movie. So they hired the people that would ultimately direct this. Uh, They were a husband and wife duo, and that is Rocky Morton and Annabelle Jinkle. Now, this is where the problems really start, and these are kind of the roots of all the problems for the movie. Uh, They didn't like that fantasy script, so they had it rewritten, so they brought in two new writers to redo it. They kept the basic plot, but they kind of bent it more towards sci-fi, which really makes sense if you've seen the movie. Mm Mm-hmm. Even after that, the the directors still weren't happy. They wanted to pump it up a bit more. It was too boring. They wanted to add an alternate reality New York called Dino Hatton. uh, And they rewrote the script again. Or they started to, at least. And they didn't finish. And they were fired. So, right off the bat, we were already like six or seven writers in. Three drafts in. This is not looking good. So, what do they do? They hire two new writers... To write yet another script that was just completely action-packed. So action-packed that it actually called for a
1: cameo from Bruce Willis. Wait. This is not the one they went with, was it?
0: <laughs> no.
1: Okay. No. I was about to say, I I immediately thought back to that movie. I said, Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. I mean, I get... Actually, I don't want to get into that yet. Just remind me later. Just say Bruce Willis. (laughs) Okay.
0: Um, So they wrote that one. Uh, It was too action-packed. There it is. There it is. They
1: toned it down.
0: um, And people were happy at this point. Until the distributors got involved again. And they thought that the movie was too dark and strayed too far from the video game. Which, to be fair, it does. So they hired uh, another set of writers to come in and revise the script again, uh, even though the previous script was the one that everyone had signed on to. So they had a script, everyone signed on, they read the script, they were happy, and now they're changing it. And everything is starting to fall apart. At this point, uh, the producers are not happy with the directors and the direction they were taking the film. So when they hired these new writers, they did not let the directors communicate with them or work with them to develop the new script. Obviously, that's a bad idea. (laughs) When the script was finished, the directors hated it. But they were so far along, the sets were finished, that they felt they had to stay and do it, and they were just trying to steer the film while they were actually filming it. So that leads us into the actual filming of the movie itself. When the actors came onto set for the first day, they were shocked because the script that they had signed on for was no longer there, and instead they have this massively different thing. They complained about it, so they brought in the writers again, the ones that had done that sci-fi version, to revise the script and also consult while on set. This caused a lot of friction between people. And in in general, there's just a lot of complaints about their working relationships on this film. The cast and crew hated the directors. The directors apparently contradicted each other constantly. They didn't communicate. They'd tell you to do one thing and the other one would say the other. It was, it was just a mess. So in all of that, um, they were still changing the script all the way through filming, which I like. It's normal to have a script writer on set to kind of figure out how things are going to smooth things over. But the amount of changes this went through was ridiculous. Uh, it got so bad that crew members would make shirts of all the things that the directors had said, uh, the dumb things they had said, and wear them to the set in front of them. Wow. People were showing up drunk on set. And, <laughs> right? In wow. fact, in fact, um, Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo, Mario and Luigi showed up drunk one day to do <laughs> the day they were supposed to do a stunt. I still can't believe this. Um when they're driving their truck and um John hit the the gas really hard and then hit the brake. And they went flying forward. Bob Hoskins put his hand out to the side of the door to catch himself. It's a sliding door. So when it stopped, the door slammed on his hand, injured it. Uh, Obviously, he let out many profanities, uh, but he injured his hand. And so I didn't ever see it in the movie or notice it. But apparently through most of the movie, he has a skin colored cast on one of his hands.
1: I did not notice it, but I just wanted to point out something for our listeners because they can't tell. So, Caleb Caleb writes down his notes so, to make sure you know he stays on track. Right here, he's talking about the hand of Bob Hoskins, you know, that got injured. And his next sentence was, worst cast on hand for the rest of filming. <laughs> um, I, thought, <laughs> I didn't know. At first, I thought you meant like the cast was not happy, so they were just bad for the rest of filming. But now I see you actually meant he wore a castle on my hand for the rest of filming.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: And I didn't, I mean, I'm gonna be honest, I wasn't, like, scanning this movie over incredibly close. Like, I wasn't, like, super enthralled in the movie. So, you know, I wasn't looking for it. Now I'm curious. I kind of want to go back and look and see if I can see it.
0: Yeah, I saw a behind-the-scenes photo, and you can see it really clearly there, but... They didn't actually show his hands very much in the movie, so that's probably why. Mm. I mean, something similar happened with uh, Shia LaBeouf on the second Transformers movie. He injured himself, but they wrote it into that movie, uh, so it doesn't really matter. But here, I don't know, it's kind of weird. But uh, that was filming, they finally got through filming, they go to edit, and the directors were locked out of the editing room. They had to go through the director's guild to get access at all this whole thing was just a mess. So it's amazing that a movie was made at all.
1: Wow. That's, um, that's interesting, you know, cause I feel like most of the time there's some good movies, you know, that are set to come out in development and stuff and they don't even encounter half of these problems and they end up getting canceled.
0: Yeah. It's, I, 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 I really don't know. Uh, it's, it's, it's like a perfect storm, Of all the wrong stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But anyway, now that we're 23 minutes in without talking (laughs) about the movie itself, let's get into the movie, Jacob, shall we? Yes. All right. Uh, So it opens up and immediately I was kind of like, oh, this is cool. And actually, when I booted up the DVD, I thought it was cool because the music is the Mario Brothers music.
1: Yes. Uh, I actually opened it up, you know, and I um i opened it and i went to go get a drink and when i came back i could hear the music as i was walking in. And i was like okay you know the music is at least good you know maybe it's not as awful you know because i just hold that this movie especially after knowing that we were going to do it i had been talking to some people about it people said it was you know not good and stuff and everything about it was vong and i walked in and i was like well at least the music's right maybe it's not going to be as bad as they were saying
0: unfortunately this is the first and last time we ever hear that music
1: yeah, through
0: the entire movie, even though it probably could have been used to great effect, uh, but oh, yeah. here we get this really weird, like eight-bit animated dinosaur sequence. I guess they're trying to tie it into the look of the game, but it just feels weird and off.
1: Yeah, it. it I didn't like it. It kind of took you. You were like, why? Are the, you were like, why are they doing this? And it's not like they went from... You know, some movies would have like a... You go into a live action movie and there'll be like a cartoon and it pans out and it's in like a TV and it does it really well. This was just not like anything like that. It was just 8-bit and then all of a sudden live action. It was really weird.
0: Yeah, it was really weird. Um, and this explains this weird plot for the setup of this movie, which is that a meteor hit the earth millions of years ago. It split it into two dimensions. We have our dimension that we live in now. And there is an alternate dino dimension that was all dinosaurs. And this sets up this recurring theme that the other dimension is all dinosaurs. So I'm, I know what's in this movie, but if I didn't know, I would have been like, okay, that's weird. But dinosaurs are cool. Mm -hmm. We we also see this mysterious egg pod thing that gets dropped off at, um, oh, what's it called? I want to call it a, is it, is it called a nunnery? What's it called?
1: I, I get it's actually a um, I, <sighs> Or an orphanage It's an orphanage um, Right? I don't think it's an orphanage either I'm pretty sure it's a church Actually, I'm pretty sure she said later it's a church Um, that's somewhat, It's a Catholic church, I think Okay,
0: well anyway, it's dropped off here well, Not a
1: Catholic church, it's some church, yeah it, it,
0: Right, it's dropped off here And thinking back We never find out who that lady is
1: Nope, never That probably was lost along the way In one of those drafts You know, one of the 17 drafts that they looked at? Right. Sorry, one of the 17 drafts or one of the seven finals that they had, you know?
0: (laughs) Right. So they drop this egg off and it goes inside and like the the nuns just take it inside like, oh, no big deal. This happens all the time.
1: And they get it
0: inside and it opens up and there's an egg. And it's super weird because they have this expression and this sound like, oh, look, it's so cute,
1: but it's just a big egg. Yeah. Well, they open it and it's like... To me, when they open it, it was almost as if the egg wasn't there, and they were look. They were just looking at a baby. That's not exactly. how it happened. Exactly. But they they reacted like the egg was a baby, and exactly. later you find out that that was all like dimension. Like people aren't born out of eggs, so it made no sense why they were so happy.
0: Yeah. So then the egg hatches into a a baby, a baby girl, and. I, like, if that happened to me, I would be going, like, what is going on? But no, these nuns are just like, oh, cool, look, a baby. Another one. Yeah, we like babies.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. So, this baby ultimately ends up being Princess Daisy, not Peach, which is kind of strange, I think. I mean, I think it was Daisy that was originally in Donkey Kong.
1: Uh. Um. I actually was looking at this, Caleb. So they had this wrong this is one thing in the movie i was i was reading something they got lots of things wrong in the movie they didn't do a lot that's right in mario and luigi you know super mario brothers anyways but this is one thing that they got wrong because in the dinosaur universe whatever dimension they're in the mushroom kingdom they actually say that a couple of times right and i started thinking i was like daisy's not the princess of the mushroom kingdom that's Princess Peach. Daisy's a princess of another kingdom. And so I looked it up, and that's right. Daisy should have not been in this movie at all.
0: Yeah, I don't know. She looks like Peach. I, if they're going to use Daisy, which I guess they could, why not make her look like Daisy? I don't know. It, it seems like an odd decision. Yeah. I don't know how popular Peach was at the time. Now, obviously, I, that's true. You know, now it's like, oh, it should be Peach, but I don't know if her name was as universal back then. But, um, so we've, we've already started off really strange and, um, I'm just going to say this here, this movie cuts back and forth a lot. Like, you'll cut to a different scene and have one or two shots and then cut back and it's so incredibly hard to keep track of in my notes. So if, if it's, if we're jumping in and out, I'm sorry, it's the best I can do, um, We jump uh, to present day and we meet Mario and Luigi, who have their own plumbing business, uh, which makes sense. They are plumbers. Um, and this is the part of the movie that I'm actually going with. Like, for the first 30 minutes of this movie, I was actually kind of enjoying it. Like, the whole beginning, there's a lot of gags. It's kind of funny. It's kind of kiddish. But, you know, I can go with that. Luigi's kind of a dummy. <laughs> he can't...
1: Some, yeah, I was just going to say some um, some examples of how kiddish it is. If you think of the Three Stooges, that's the type of comedy they have at the beginning. For example, uh, someone, and maybe Luigi, runs into two guys. two guys... No, no, it's a goon. A goon's following Daisy, and there's this giant piece of glass that two guys are carrying out of a building, and he runs into the glass. (laughs) And then one of the goons takes his two fingers, just like the three stooges, and pokes the other goon in the eyes. And so it's very very that humor.
0: Yeah, which, to be honest, I really enjoyed, because I was expecting this to be a hot-seeming pile of trash. And to see something of any level that's kind of
1: funny, I was like, oh, that's...
0: This is good. Like I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised. Yeah, me too. Yeah, so um, they ultimately run into Daisy, who is in college and is doing this weird excavation thing. I don't know why they're letting the college students excavate dinosaur bones, but whatever.
1: <laughs> um, and I, Caleb, I'm not sure if you said it. Did you say that this is set in Brooklyn?
0: I did not. This is set in New York. Okay.
1: Yeah. So um, the movie opens up, and it's it's in. Brooklyn, but they also go. They also talk about Manhattan, and then there's a whole other dimension. But continue. Sorry, I just wanted to throw that out there in case people didn't know.
0: Yeah, no, no, you're good. Um, so th- they run into each other, and Luigi's got like a crush on Daisy. And uh, like you said, the the Koopa. Well, I meant to look them up. I forgot. Uh, I call them the Koopa Kids. I don't think they're the Koopa Kids. It's Iggy and um, Spike, who I believe. Yep are villains from the games.
1: I was not sure. I looked up some other things, but I didn't know that they were anybody specific or any character specific. Um,
0: all right. Iggy is. Iggy is one of the Koopa Kids. Okay. Um, Spike, on the other hand, looks like... not. He's not a Koopa Kid. I think he's a villain. He's from Super Mario Brothers Three. So, both are names that they probably pulled from the games. Um, these characters don't look anything like them. These are not dinosaurs either. These are people. Uh, sometimes they do this weird, like hissing, moving, moving their head back and forth thing. Um, yep. To show that they're like from dinosaurs, but they are definitely people.
1: And Caleb, I was gonna say. Uh, Throughout this movie, I wrote down three of my favorite quotes. (laughs) I did the same thing. (laughs) Okay, good. Um, So if we get to a point, um, I may interrupt, uh, because soon we will enter where my first favorite quote is. (laughs) Um, And that is because... I'll I'll go ahead and pick up a little bit if you don't care. Yeah. Um, So these two goons, Spike and Iggy, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. They're following Daisy, right? And we're not exactly sure why at this point, but they're following her. And so Mario and Mario and some lady and Luigi and Daisy end up all going out on like a double date, right? And so Mario and the lady leave early and Luigi is walking Daisy home. And this is where my favorite quote, oh no, they're sitting in the restaurant and this is where my favorite quote comes. He says, And I quote, he looks at Daisy and said, Daisy, if you're not doing anything later tonight, I'd I'd like to walk you home. So I feel like this is weird because Mario asked Luigi, he's like, he's like, oh, you got, oh, you got, what are you crazy kids doing tonight? You know, like, what else are you doing? And Luigi gets his big smile and looks at him. He's like, I mean, I'd like to walk you home. I was like, what? (laughs) I didn't even notice that. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, what is happening?
0: (laughs) Oh, there are so many quotes just like that. I've got a few um, strewn throughout my notes as well. So, ultimately, um, they go to this digging site underground that she's been excavating. And this rival plumbing company (laughs) sets off this plumbing stuff that is apparently connected to the excavation site, which is already weird. Mm -hmm. So, they leave and they go get Mario and they come back. And I'm thinking... How long did it take you to go there and come back? Because that place should be completely flooded.
1: Well, so you know what's even more weird is the the spot that they're excavating in, right? The that's an aban- They say there's an abandoned uh, like train passageway underneath them, right? That's why whenever at the beginning we see that lady drop off the egg and she goes down there and runs back. And when they go down there, you see those train... Uh, occult tracks that's not from the excavation you mean mine carts yes sorry it's not trains it's for mine carts but they said that that was already there like they didn't do that okay they didn't I, say that i exactly. completely
0: missed that i don't know the whole thing is just strangely confusing. set yeah, up
1: yeah yeah
0: um so um they they bring mario back and through some shenanigans Uh, Spike and Iggy are there, and they they grab Daisy, and they take her down a different tunnel. Mario and Luigi follow them, and then they... We don't see it, but they disappear, and then we see that they have gone through this solid rock wall, which is like a portal.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. And they... It's very weird, so the wall... The wall looks kind of solid, but Luigi and Mario walk up and they see Daisy's face come out of it. Kind of like those, uh, which is in this movie, funny enough, um, those toys that you used to have that were like a box and you could put your face or your hand in and an in- imprint of yeah. it came out the other side. It's, That's kind of like, what this is like.
0: Yeah. It's like the plastic rods or the metal rods and you, you push them to make the shape. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
1: And so I just realized, my three favorite quotes in this movie- were all during this time, so I'm just gonna go on and say the other two. <laughs> um, so before they grab Daisy, they accidentally grab Mario's date, right? The girl that he was with, and so which once they should find- have been Peach, but instead was
0: Danielle or Daniela or something.
1: Yep, exactly. And so once they find out that she's the wrong one, uh, you know, they go back to try to get the other one. But they're sitting in this little tunnel, and one of the goons look at the other goons and said. I think Iggy looks at Spike and says, "0 for 5. Do you know what percent that is?" <laughs> and Spike just goes, "Let me think." I'm not sure. <laughs> I was like No, no no, what? no, no, no.
0: no. You're not selling this right. He says Okay, okay. He says, "Let me think." And he looks like he's thinking and he waits for like 10 seconds. Yeah, like it's a g- it's a
1: good time. Yeah.
0: And I'm and I'm thinking he's going to say so he's like he's going to make fun of the other guy.
1: And it says like I don't know. (laughs) And then they just keep going. I was like, okay, what is that? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And then my other quote that I really liked is Luigi is walking Daisy home before they go to the excavation site. And Daisy said, uh, she basically says, you know, that uh, something, something, if you want to end this right now, I'll understand. And Luigi says, I was just about to say the same thing. Like, if you want to <laughs> yeah. end it with me, I'll understand. And then this is where my favorite quote comes in. He said, "He said, if you want to end this right now, and you feel bad about ending it with me, and you need somebody to talk to, you can always call me. <laughs> can you imagine, like, ending it with somebody and then calling them and saying, I just feel so bad, but I need someone to talk to? <laughs> like,
0: what? Uh, well jacob that sounds similar to never mind
1: okay well you know i was just saying i was throwing something out there (laughs) oh yeah that that was
0: that was really funny (laughs) there are a bunch of times i laughed at stuff in this movie i don't know if i was supposed to
1: (laughs) yeah neither do i i it's it's almost like they couldn't decide if they wanted to go completely one direction or not with a scene so they kind of like rode the line if that makes sense because they definitely oh, yeah. said some jokes that they didn't allow, like, time, you know, that movies normally do to laugh or something. And they just went straight to the next thing. And I was like, okay, I laughed at that, but I don't know if I was supposed to. Like, wait. um, But yeah, so after after seeing Daisy kind of popping out of the wall, uh, Mario and Luigi jump through this portal. Where they arrive is this... Weird place where they're not exactly sure. And it looks a little bit futuristic, but also dystopian at the same time. Yeah. S- like um, the cars, for example, are n- don't run on gas. Everything is ran off of electricity here, right? So if you think of your traditional bumper cars that you go to like an amusement park or something and they have that's connected with the chains on top, you know, mm-hmm. that's how the cars here run. And so it seems a little bit futuristic, Because they have that, and they also – people are walking around, and they have, like, these rocket boots on or these launching boots that makes them jump really high. But at the same time, like, you look, and it's dirty, and it's nasty, and it's overcrowded, and it is. there's these – Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say there's these people that are not dinosaurs but not human. They're kind of like a mixture of the two. And then there's people that look completely like humans, and then there's things that look completely like dinosaurs. And so it's just this really weird dystopian society.
0: Yeah. And this is where some of the production really fails. You never, ever, 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 ever feel like you're outside, like they are. You always feel like you're in this really cramped room because of yep. everything. It just it is dirty, and it's nasty. If you were excited about the dinosaurs, well, you better be disappointed now because there are no dinosaurs around except for these, like, really, really tiny ones, like three inches tall. Most of them are just people. Some of them do have, like, reptile looking skin. Mm-hmm. It's just very strange. I did want to point out when they go into the rock, they, like, disintegrate. Apparently, this was one of the first movies, if not the first, to do digital compositing and stuff for a film. So that was probably one of the shots that they did that on. So that would yeah. be kind of breaking ground with something.
1: Uh, and I also, was... Sorry, continue.
0: I was just going to say, also, when they arrive there, there's a lot of Easter eggs. We see signs for thwomps, for bullet bills, all those kinds
1: of things. We see streets uh, named, and this is a little bit off, but like Cooper Street. And so I was thinking, you know, kind of like Cooper Trooper. But there's also a whole nother reason why it's called Cooper Street. Because the person that's in charge here is named Cooper
0: yeah, this is King Koopa Bowser. He it's he has both names in the games, um, so this is something right out of the games. I would have liked for them to call him
1: Bowser, but they never do. So. Yeah, me too. And this guy does. I just want to jump in this. This guy does not look like Bowser. He is very thin. He has his hair that is like slicked back, but not not evenly. They're like in columns, and they come up to like. Kind of like I, a mohawk I tip. I
0: think they're supposed to look like spikes or something.
1: Yeah, it's really weird.
0: Yeah, I have in my notes farther down that I never found him intimidating at never. all. Um, which is a really big failing when he's your main villain. Mm-hmm. And he's
1: a huge dromophobe, which is a weird thing to add I in this movie. I noticed that too. That is so weird. Like he was washing his hands constantly and talking about defungusing people, which there's a reason for that. But... Like, he's just a germaphobe. And I was like, why would you make your big bad guy, Bowser, that's in the games, like, he's not clean or anything, a germaphobe? Like, what What decided you to do the, that? The
0: whole motivation here is just very strange. At one point, he sticks his hands in... I don't know if it's water or
1: acid, but it, like, covers his hands in this stuff. And I don't I, know see, what it is. I thought that was wax. Because, you know, they have the things with wax where you can, like, dip your hands. Because then she walks over there this woman that he's with and pills it off and shapes it back into the way his hands were before but I don't they know. never explained what that was well because the whole time he's talking about how dirty it is that's true I don't know there's a lot of um not only things that aren't uh, explained in this movie but increpancies throughout the movie
0: yeah it, it doesn't make sense um but here's where we get one of the big plot points of the movie well really the only plot point of the movie, which is uh, when Daisy was dropped off, she had this rock thing that they used to open the pod. She's worn it as a necklace ever since. That's what they have come to the real world to try to get. Bowser needs it because he wants to put it back in that meteorite that hit millions of years ago so he can merge the worlds back together. So he's just trying to get this rock. Um, At this point, Mario and Luigi have the rock, or so he thinks, and so he sets sends out this alert for one of my favorite things in the movie is a plumber alert. <laughs> oh yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: like this is like a legit uh like uh oh what what would you call it uh when like they put stuff out for criminals um mm-hmm. most, like a most wanted it's like yep. a most wanted but they all just say plumber
1: alert and people keep saying plumber alert it's just really funny and i love it because there's a so Caleb i don't know what you thought i thought that this entire like different dimension is underground that's how it felt and part of that's because like what you said you never feel like you're outside so that may be part of it but also it's it's very like um like there's speakers everywhere and people communicate with people all over for example whenever he does this uh plumber lot. the guy comes on the speakers and says, plumber alert, plumber lot." King Cooper is offering whatever, whatever for these plumbers. Mm-hmm. He must really need some plumbers, you know, or something like that. <laughs> and it just, I don't know. To me, I didn't really think that it was ever outside. I always thought it was underground.
0: It's not, because when they eventually go to the desert area later, they're definitely outside. Oh,
1: you're right. I forgot about that. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, so it's,
0: it's definitely just poor uh and one of the things in the documentary they talked about was they didn't have enough money to light the whole set so that's part of why this movie looks so dark it's a very like dark movie with like actual lighting it's just dark and i think that really plays into why it feels so inside and underground
1: so dark are you sure you're not from the dc universe (laughs)
0: um so ultimately uh the Mario brothers are attacked by this old lady (laughs) on
1: the (laughs) street. This is one of the funniest things to me in this entire movie. (laughs) Like she walks around and this lady's like 80 something years old. Like think think about the old lady in the captain Marvel trailer. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And she goes, she goes, um, you boy, are you boys new in town? You know, you shouldn't be walking on the streets without, you know, a weapon here. It's dangerous. And they say, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, can you help us? And she's like, She's like, well, you know, you need to have a weapon. She's like, do you guys have a weapon on you? And they say, no. And she pulls out like this giant taser. <laughs> it looks like a gun, but it's like a giant taser. Yeah. And I was like, where did this come from? <laughs> like, it really like says how much of a dystopian society this is. Uh, because the sweetest person in the entire <laughs> society will still rob you. <laughs> like,
0: yeah. Uh, and so then they're fighting. And then this... A uh, large woman who we find out is called Big Bertha, which is the name of a different villain in one of the games, comes over and just, like, casually throws her over this balcony that should kill her, and it doesn't. Uh, and this is where one of my other quotes I love so much, because it, it's ridiculous. She throws them over. Now, she's trying to fight uh, the Mario brothers for the the thing, and she's just standing there looking at Mario, and she says... Come get it, big boy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love that. That was so funny. <laughs> it's in the
0: movie. It's so funny. I can't do it justice <laughs> here. But it. I don't know. And then she has these boots that she's wearing to jump to ultimately explain why the Mario Brothers can jump so high. It's just so convoluted. She ends. I think she ends up with the stone and she jumps away and we see her later in the movie.
1: And this is where... One part, I know this movie came out, you know, in the 90s, early 90s, but this is one thing that the CGI was just really bad on, the jumping. I mean, you can just tell either, you can just tell, like, they're flying through the air and it's super slow and, like, like her hail's not moving, but whenever they zoom out, it looks like her hair should be moving because she's moving fast enough, but she kind of floats in the air so it's not just jumping. I don't know. It's... Yeah. it's this, it's weird to me. This wouldn't be
0: CG, probably. This would have been... Do you think they want, like, wires for this? Yeah, def- they're definitely on wires. It, well, it depends on the shot. Either they're on a wire and they film it, or they're on a wire in front of a projector that's projecting the
1: background. Mm, yeah. That's true. It just, I don't know, it just seemed, even if it wasn't CGI, it just seemed really weird, you know? Yeah. And and, and they focus on it a lot, so it's not something that you just see once and you forget about. It comes in play several times during the movie.
0: I can forgive it because of the age, but it is kind of weird. Um, but the the Mario Brothers go wandering around the city now. They meet Toad, out of all people, which
1: shocked me. Who I did not know that was Toad. I never knew. He he says his name's Toad. I didn't even... I caught lots of other characters. I, I just missed him. Yeah. I knew he was there. I just never heard his name. So he's this guy playing the guitar,
0: and his hair is cut so that he has lines around his head, which is very strange. And he is, like, the only guy in this entire society that realizes that King Koopa is evil. And he gets arrested for it.
1: Yep. Exactly.
0: (laughs) Um, So he gets arrested along with Mario and Luigi. And it's here that we find out that Mario and Luigi's last name is
1: Mario? Mm Mm-hmm. So you got Mario Mario and Luigi Mario. And in case you're confused and have to ask, how many Marios is that between the two of you? It's three. (laughs) Like the officer at the police station has to ask them.
0: Right. I I'm like 99% sure this was supposed to be a joke for kids. And it it's it's so absurd that is kind of funny, but it doesn't play the way it's supposed to. <laughs>
1: yeah, I agree. Yeah. Also, like it, I was gonna say it's really weird, like again, I keep going back to the dystopian, but it's hard to imagine it if you if you haven't seen this movie. Like if someone was talking to me, I couldn't imagine it. But just so you know, while they're sitting in the police station, um, there's, like, two police over in the corner fighting. And one, like, pulls each other over the desk and starts, like, punching him in the face. And, like, the officer that they're talking to has, like, some random leg on him that you never see the girl's leg that is on him. You just see the leg. Like, you see from the knee down. And it's really weird. You <laughs> never see her. I didn't notice it. Yeah. It's on his left shoulder. You never see her. You never see from the knee up and as he's talking it just goes up and down while he's moving his shoulders and it's look it looks like a mannequin leg it's really weird like that it, that's really weird it's really
0: weird <laughs> so this is the point a little bit before this where i have gone from it, kind of enjoying the movie to being like oh there's a there's a lot of this movie left
1: <laughs> this yep. was like
0: 35 minutes in and the movie's an hour and 40 minutes which is really long so i'm I'm like, okay, I I guess I better better buckle in. Um, we also cut away and we see that Daisy is captured at this point. And it's, it's somewhere around here, we get our first look at the Goombas.
1: Which, which what? <laughs> like, what? Okay, so the Goombas are the mushrooms in the game. The brown, like, mushroom things that you step on. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and this, they are dinosaurs, but not full dinosaurs. They have, like, the torso... Okay, okay. Imagine this. They have the torso of a human and the head of a dinosaur. But then you take the actual size of a human and make it grow three or four times. And then some of these, their heads, because depending... Okay, okay, okay. They, They explain... This is so weird. They explain that everybody in this society has evolved from different types of dinosaurs, right? So, for example, Bowser in this movie has evolved from the T-Rex, he says at some point in the movie. So, these Goombas are people that have mistreated Bowser and he has used this machine to de-evolve them back into what they had evolved from okay right so all of these goombas either have a head kind of like uh the lizard off of amazing (laughs) spider-man or they have like a tiny 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 t-rex head or brontosaurus head that doesn't match the dimensions of their body at all and (laughs) <laughs> it's like, it takes you completely out of the movie. You're yeah. like, what? Because why are the heads so they, tiny?
0: The bodies are massive and the head is like the size of a cantaloupe or something or, or a softball. Like it's, it's so small. I think, and- <sighs> I, so I think, I think they did this on purpose. Um <laughs> They were trying to differentiate this movie from Jurassic Park because Jurassic Park came out the same year. And so they tried to go in a direction that was a little bit more playful. I don't know if they, I don't know how the designs they came up with are playful. I think they're still kind of creepy. But the size of the heads, I think, was something they did to
1: try to help. And it it doesn't even make sense because the ones that look like the lizard off of Spider-Man, their heads are more proportional. Like, I can go with those. They're a little bit off still, but I can go with those. But the other ones of, like, raptors... (laughs) There's ones that have devolved into raptors. They're so tiny. They're wearing these like collar jackets slash shorts. And so imagine the the top of your shirt is like a foot wide for your head to fit into. Their neck comes out of it and it's like an inch wide in the exact middle of where that hole is. So it's like, it would be like if kids try to sneak into a movie theater wearing a giant trench coat and a baby's head is up top. That's exactly what it looks like. (laughs) That's so true right right (laughs) yeah
0: it it doesn't make sense i don't know why this is the design they went with for the goombas i think all they had to do was call these koopas and it would have been fine from like a video game translation standpoint but for a goomba you're taking something that's normally smaller than mario and you've made them massive and now they're dinosaurs it just doesn't make sense this is where that whole dinosaur thing starts really falling apart
1: and it's, it's just weird um Somewhere in here. Go ahead. I was just going to say, around this point, we also find out the weapons that this society uses. So we've already seen the tasers, right? The other weapons are flamethrowers that shoot a ball of fire. Some of them
0: do that, and I think some of them are actual, like, flamethrowers.
1: Yeah. So what did you think about that? Like, while it shoots a ball of fire, it's a regular flamethrower for a second, and then a ball of fire shoots out at the last second. What did you think? Like...
0: I mean, it it didn't really catch me off guard because of everything else in this movie. But now that we're talking about it, it's probably inspired by Mario's Fire
1: Flower thing. See, that's what I thought. And so, I'll I'll, I'll save it for a little bit later. Okay, continue. Okay. I, I had something to say, <laughs> but I, I don't want to get into that quite yet. Um, at
0: this point, the brothers have met Bowser. It doesn't really matter. Uh, we do get to that D D. Goodness, I'm having issues talking.
1: De-evolution.
0: evolution chamber, where they turn Toad into a Goomba, which I was very sad about. Um, and that comes into play later in the movie. They end up escaping. They try to devolve Bowser. But come to think of it, that never plays into the movie.
1: Uh, yeah, it does a little bit later. Um, the, it, it's one time. It's literally one time. The woman walks up to him and puts her hand on his face and it shakes and it misinforms itself, uh, misforms itself a little bit. And she steps back and then kind of like walks away. No, no, no. I
0: I thought that because they all do that thing with their heads.
1: No, no, no. This was more. This was not like a shaking of his head. I know
0: you're talking like it morphs a little bit,
1: but like,
0: so they they do this. And for a minute I'm thinking, oh, are they going to show us traditional Bowser? They don't. But they zoom in on his eye and it goes with like um lizard eyes, and they really play this up like it's gonna be important. And it is not.
1: You're right. Maybe I don't know. It's probably in that seventh script that they left. Yeah, they, probably. Uh, Speaking
0: lost. of the seventh time they've done something, the Mario Brothers escape again from this.
1: They they escape so many times in this movie. And I, this I don't th- even know. This entire time, um the we we failed to mention The uh, Princess um, Daisy, when she was dropped off, had part of a meteor with her, part of a rock, and she wore it as a necklace. That's uh, Bowser's goal is to get that, and it's the Super Mario Brothers' goal, and it's Daisy's goal, and basically everybody in the movie, it's the goal to get the rock. And it, it changes probably 12, 13 times this entire movie to different people.
0: Yeah, who who has it? It's yeah. It's hard to keep track of, especially when you're keeping notes. Most of this movie is just action. Um, it's there's very little story. The story is get get the necklace, get the rock. It's the MacGuffin of the movie. It um it just it's there is no story really, and that's probably because there were so many scripts and and stuff. It's it's
1: a mess. Um, I agree. One of the notes I literally vote says, here, take $48 million and use the Kyoto's names, but nothing else. And I thought that, <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, um, I thought the money, in my opinion, I think you can clearly tell where it went. I think it went to props. I think it went to explosions and like action sequences. And I think that's where the majority of it went. Honestly. Yeah,
0: I, I think so. I mean, the stuff that looks good in the movie does look good. But it's just so far off from what should be in a Super Mario Brothers movie that it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yet. So, they escape. Uh, they go down this thing. They fall into a canyon. and This is where we get, uh, like, a desert area. And I'm thinking, are they trying to do, like, in the games where you have different zones and, like, this is the desert zone? But they don't because you never see it again. They, um, like, they walk around in it a little bit, but that's it. Um... That, though, is intercut with a scene that has literally my favorite line in the whole movie. We cut back to Bowser <laughs> and the missus, which for most of the movie, we do not know her name. And um, they're in this mud bath, which apparently had live worms in it. Um, I didn't see that in the movie, <laughs> but it was in the behind the scenes stuff. And I know the actress was disgusted. Anyway, <laughs> that's funny. They're, they're <laughs> in this thing. And they're talking to each other and Bowser says, and I quote, you know what I like about mud? It's clean and it's dirty at the same time.
1: What? <laughs> like how? <laughs> Why? <sighs> out of all things, if shaking someone's hand freaks him out, mud should definitely freak him out.
0: Right. And it's not clean and dirty at the same time. It's just dirty.
1: And after this, so so we get the- so, we wait get wait, the, wait,
0: wait, wait. Actually- Let me break this down a little bit. Okay. Mud is wet dirt, right? Yes. Dirty is literally the word dirt with y on the end. You
1: can't (laughs) like. Mm. It's the same thing. You're not wrong, Caleb. (laughs) You're not wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Well played. Well played. Um. Ugh. But yeah, so whenever the uh, Mario Brothers get into the desert, uh, basically there's this confrontation. And Spike and Iggy uh, basically say uh, that they will help the Mario Brothers in return for them getting the stone for them. Because it's a mutual beneficial thing. And this is only because Bowser has not de-evolved them, but evolved them to make them smarter. Right before this scene.
0: Which I thought they were going to be really smart because when that happens, they seem smart. But for the Mm -hmm. rest of the movie, they still seem pretty stupid.
1: Yeah, no, this is literally what happens. So they get out of the the de-evolution, evolution evolution chamber after being evolved. And they literally look at Bowser and both of them say a really long word. Like, exquisite or something like that. And that's basically all it is. I mean, they can use bigger words now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But they're still bumbling. It just... And so after the Brothers in the Desert... We go to Daisy, and she is in Bowser's castle, which we don't see, but I assume it's a castle. I think it's just a building. May just be a building. Anyways, we see Yoshi, right? Now, this is not your typical Yoshi that you think of. No, 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 no. This is a tiny raptor, because that would make (laughs) sense in this movie. And, (laughs) like, it's, 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 it's... it's like a toddler raptor.
0: It's it's small. It's like two feet high. I yeah. think the design works with everything else that's in this movie. I think it's probably one of the better designs. Yeah. But what they should have done, if this was the direction they were going to go, do that, but make him the shape
1: of Yoshi. Mm-hmm. You know, like with the yep. round nose and stuff. Yep, I agree. Now, do you think, I, I was going to ask, do you think they use animatronics for this or CGI? All right. I'm going to break this down for you, Jacob. Almost nothing in this movie is CGI. No, no. The reason I say that, the reason I say that I know like they didn't use a lot of CGI back then. I know, I know, but there were two or three specific scenes that I saw and I was like, that doesn't look like animatronics. It looks too good. Like,
0: no, it is. So they built four of these. I forgot what all four were, but one was a puppet. One was animatronic. Um, and then they had a couple others. Um, it was all practical and I was actually very impressed with the puppet work and the stuff on on Yoshi, I think. No, it's Oh yeah, probably, Yoshi looks really good. Yeah, it's it's one of the, if not the best things in the movie. Yeah, no, I agree. Um,
1: yeah. which yeah, y- so, Yoshi
0: Yoshi ends up saving Daisy. Yes. From um uh, uh,
1: the misses, which her name is Lena. We find out. Which I don't think she's a door, Do you? I. You mean from the games? Yeah, I know. There's a Luna in the
0: games. Yeah, that's recent though. I don't think Alright, so I'm on the Super Mario Bros. wiki and when I type in Lena, it takes me to uh her from the movie.
1: So Okay, so she's probably not. No. Um So yeah, from then on out, uh after we see Yoshi, it goes and the brothers have captured Spike and Iggy, um, but they've also agreed to help, and they steal a giant dump truck to get into Bowser's place, whatever that is. And this is where the movie takes a weird turn. Caleb, um, they go to a club. Yeah, so
0: this is the point where I like there were there were some other points earlier in the movie, like Mario buries his face into that woman's cleavage uh when they're fighting the old lady at one point. Um, and I, here, like that I'm like, whoa, that's just, that's like doesn't seem like this is for kids because the humor in this movie is telling me this is a kid's movie. Mm-hmm. And we get to this, and I'm like who is this movie for? Is it for the kids? Is it for the adults? Because this is not the adult movie that kids can enjoy that they said it was going to be, and this is not the kids movie that adults can enjoy that it seems like they're going for. It's very strange. In fact, I found out afterwards. So, so the reason I'm I'm saying this cuz I go to a club and there's girls dancing there. They're in like bikinis and stuff. But I found out originally these were going to be full-on strippers what they actually hired them for the movie and then it ended up getting changed like right before they did it wow what like yeah. i i don't know i i do not know don't ask because i don't know <laughs> <sighs> all right this is the epitome of what is wrong with this movie it's just so anyway, there's a lot of back and forth. Um that woman Big Bertha ends up showing back up here. She helps them escape. She's now in love with Mario because he danced with her and let her hit him. I don't and
1: know. The misses uh Lena whatever has the stone now.
0: Yeah, and so they get the jumping shoes and they escape, which I thought they were going to keep those for the rest of the movie. They I don't. Did too. They just ditch them, which doesn't make any sense.
1: Nope. And, um, so this next point makes me really angry, because it's something so simple. Um, they get their outfits next. They go to Bowser's castle, and they are in, like, the room that heats up the entire castle, and they decide to freeze out the castle, and they open a random locker, and there's these two outfits that happen to fit them. Like, that's fine. Whatever. The thing that makes me mad is their uniforms, they both wear blue trousers, and then their colors... For their hat and their undershirt. Right? So here... It's insti- not their undershirt. It's, it's a jumpsuit. Yeah. Mmm... Oh, are you talking about in the games? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So here... No, 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 no. Instead of like um, the pants that... Like the trousers... Instead of the trousers being blue on both of them... And then the shirt, um Or the top part of the jumpsuit being no color... They switch them... So the entire, like, majority of the jumpsuit is their color. So, like, uh, if you would imagine um, overalls on both of them, uh, Mario's are red instead of blue and Luigi's is green instead of blue. And it's just an odd choice, I thought. I didn't like it. So here's the thing with that. Um, For a long
0: time, their colors actually were not set in stone. And if you look at the games, their colors change. So like in the original Super Mario Brothers, uh, Mario, his like his shirt and his shoes are red. His overalls are white. Uh, there's times where he is normal colors in other games, but they're switched from what they are supposed to be. So it wasn't until like Mario 64, somewhere around then, where they really like finalized what their costumes looked like and stuck with it.
1: Okay, I right, I can forgive that then. I was just watching and I was like... I don't. Th- I don't know if they did that because you can look and clearly see who is who, but even then, like they're completely different sizes. So I was like, yeah. I don't think that's what it is. But, but that this makes
0: sense. Does lead into one of the craziest scenes in the movie where they get into this elevator oh and my. all these Goombas pile oh. in and they they <laughs> they are avoid being seen by like going behind them when they turn around because it's a double-sided elevator anyway it fills up with like eight goombas i keep wanting to call them koopas cuz they look more like koopas yeah and luigi's like oh check this out mario's like no don't touch them and luigi's like no no i got this and he puts his hands on them which they should notice it's said in this movie that they're stupid but they're not that stupid they should be able to feel when someone touches them and he starts swaying them back and forth. And he gets the entire
1: elevator to start dancing. <laughs> and this is how they escape. They escape through the top of the elevator while these people are dancing. And this is one of my favorite scenes. Not because of this. Not because of the dancing. I thought it was the stupidest thing ever. But the elevator opens and there's like a commando goopa there. And it opens and he goes, (laughs) and like everybody in the elevator stops (laughs) dancing together and immediately turns around really quick and like stomps their feet and looks at him. I was like, what is happening?
0: (laughs) Well, you know, the crazy thing is all they had to do was go through that thing at the
1: top. It was behind everyone anyway. They didn't have to make them dance. No, 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 no. Because I thought that. But if they would have done that at first, it would have been okay. But by the time more and more were getting in there, they were stacked like side by side. And there was a few that could have been able to see them. And like, I don't think so. But I mean, that's at least how I took it. But doesn't matter. That scene should have been different. Like that. Yeah. I don't know. And this whole
0: ending, there's so much going on. So many cuts. It's just crazy
1: and weird. Daisy escapes. Daisy's dad, we find out, is a giant piece of fungus because he Which got devolved. She
0: should be horrified, and yep. instead, she's got this weird, almost
1: affection for it. Yep. And she, also- she, she
0: introduces Luigi. She says, Luigi, this might be a little weird, but here, I want you to meet my dad. And Luigi starts talking to it like it's a person.
1: Yep. Exactly. And it's- um. Right, so I know we're, we're getting later, so I'm trying to hurry. Um, like, during this entire movie, there's this fungus all over this, like, dimension. And it's trying to help out Mario and stuff. It keeps handing them, like, the items that you see from Mario Kart that you can throw. For example, um, some of the ones that it gave him was um, Bullet Bill, the miniature rocket. We saw Mushrooms, and we saw Bomb Arm, which is the, the bomb with feet, right? Mm-hmm. And and he keeps handing them items throughout this entire movie, and then they find out they're like, "Oh hey, it's Daisy's dad. That's why he was trying to help us." Um, super super weird. Um,
0: and I'm really glad throughout the whole movie, like they see the mushrooms two or three times, and I'm like, "Please tell me you're not going to eat the mushroom." So just please tell me you don't. And then especially when we found out it was her dad, I'm like, "Just just don't. That's so weird."
1: Yeah, I definitely thought they were going to eat it and like get powers or like grow or something. Yeah, I don't really know why they pointed
0: it out so many times if they weren't going to do anything with it.
1: Yeah, um, so I don't even know if we actually said, um, well, they used it one time, the mushroom. Mario used it to, yeah, he used mul- it as a shield, which is weird because that's not how it is in the game. But I don't know if we said, but the whole plot of this entire movie is um that that missing asteroid piece, yeah, yeah, piece. A yeah, I piece? It. Did okay? Did you say that? Okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure. Yeah, they're um, trying. They're trying to bring it to it. Yeah, and they're trying because that merges the universe. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. I
0: said that earlier.
1: Okay. Awesome. Um, but yeah, and it, it's weird. The the misses Lena or whatever. She finally gets the asteroid piece and goes and puts it in the asteroid and. We find out that Daisy's the only one that could have done that. So it, like, launches her back. I don't know if she's dead or not, or she evaporates, or, like, I don't know what happens to her. You just skipped a lot of stuff. <laughs> I'm sorry. I
0: thought I no, was we trying fun. To- like, that, that's, that's That's, like, how jumpy this movie is. And that's, like, not much of this matters at all. Like, Lena is captured. I don't, I don't know. Anyway. They're in an ice tunnel at one point, which I thought. Are they trying to do the ice world now?
1: Like, oh, you—I right. forgot about that scene. Is you're that right. how they're?
0: Is that how they're trying to get the worlds in? I don't know. They all end up outside. They use Mario or Luigi uses the Bullet Bill. One of them, Lena gets the rock thing again. She does what you're saying. She d- she ends up dying like pretty graphically. Um, she well she's electrocuted at one point. Yep, which I thought killed her, and I thought that was pretty graphic for kids. And then she puts this she gets the rock and she puts it in the meteor and it like sends her back and she's like embedded in the wall, but it's just her skeleton.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. And then slowly you see the walls start to merge together. You see Bowser and Mario go to all uh, universe. And you see buildings from all universe disappear. And here is where um Capelli, which is the opposing plumbing business, uh, big guy, he's like the villain in the main world, Um, gets shot and gets devolved into a chimpanzee, or like a... a Yep, it's a chump. Monkey? Okay. Um, And then Daisy and Luigi um, fix it. They... they, He uses plumbing equipment (laughs) to get the rock out, (laughs) which is really weird, (laughs) because like i don't know it's really weird and so they get the piece back out so everything goes back and um there were news people uh at the site where um mario and bowser appealed in all universe so mario and luigi at the end of the movie are like all over the news and um how bowser is defeated it, he gets devolved right
0: Yeah, they use to
1: slime.
0: They use a de-evolution gun, and he goes back to like a T-Rex at one point, a small one, mind you, a very small one, like the size of a person. Um, But they keep doing it, and he turns into like a primordial ooze or something.
1: Yeah. Um, and then Daisy decides to stay in that universe, um, and Luigi and Mario come back to our universe. Yep. Until.
0: We get the tease for a sequel that is never going to happen.
1: (laughs) What, Caleb? They've just been developing it for the last, like, 20, 30 years. I did
0: find out there is a webcomic that's supposedly a sequel. Um, I meant to try to find it, and I didn't have enough time. So maybe it follows up on this. I don't know. But Daisy, like, runs into their apartment, and she looks all dirty, and she's got some kind of weapon. And she's like, I need your help. And Luigi's like, I can't believe it. And Mario's like, I can And they grab their belts and go... It's
1: just... It's... It's so weird. The whole movie's just weird. I... (laughs) Yeah, so, um... Oh! Oh! And then, at the very end, right before Daisy pops in, they're watching themselves on the news. Mario and Luigi. And there's this reporter... And I'm thinking, this movie's over. Thank goodness I've been stabbed with a knife this entire time. I'm glad it's over. Except for those few funny moments. And the guy comes on the TV, and he goes, yeah, the Mario Brothers. I was like, what? <laughs> he goes, "He goes." now we call them the Super Mario Brothers instead of, like, Mario? <laughs> and I was like, okay, no. Like, I could have, I guess accepted the rest of the movie? No, 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 That's like twisting the knife after being stabbed.
0: <laughs> so, I, Jacob, uh, I think it's because you're such a youngling. Uh, but that's a
1: very common pronunciation. No, I know. I have friends that pronounce it that way.
0: I mean, it's and, wrong,
1: but... Yeah, like, that's like saying McDonald's is MacDonald's. Like Dad does. <laughs> I'm calling you out, Dad. I hope you're listening. It's not Mac. There's no A. It's just Mick. But anyways, that was just yeah. So, Caleb, what do you think
0: overall? All right, so uh obviously this movie has a, a lot of issues. Uh I it's it's dark. I I think that was a completely wrong direction for this movie. It should be bright and colorful like the games. There should be different zones like the games. I talked about how I think they tried to do that. It doesn't really work. Um one thing I noticed at the end of the movie is Luigi doesn't have a mustache, which doesn't really matter. But that's just another thing that they didn't do. I'm glad they didn't eat the mushrooms. It's it's just very strange. It's an odd take on this. The, the alternate New York, that right there is the start of a terrible idea. If you're yep. doing Mario Brothers, it's fine to have them come into the Mushroom Kingdom. I'm cool with that. But why does it have to be like New York? It doesn't need to be. It doesn't look like New York. It doesn't feel like New York. It doesn't look or feel like a place I would ever want to be when the Mushroom Kingdom is bright. It's pretty. It's beautiful. There's lots of plants and and stuff around. And that is not this movie. Yep. I agree. That's, that said, I did not hate this movie. I, do, I am not one of the people that watches bad movies because they're funny. Um, I can't do that. I think a bad movie is just a bad movie. It's not entertaining. This movie, I don't know, actually. I think this movie's okay. I think it gets a much worse rap than it should. Is it a good adaption? No. It's a terrible adaption. Is it an okay movie? It's okay. Like, it's fine. Like I said, the first, first 30 or 40 minutes, I actually enjoyed quite a lot. Um, the terrible jokes in this movie are so bad that... I laughed a lot through this movie because <laughs> um, they just seem so off. Yeah, the last hour, hour and 20 minutes, it's it's kind of a grind because that stuff slows down and it just becomes action after action after action. And a lot of it's not great. I mean, we missed Toad dies, I forgot, or almost dies. Toad, Goomba Toad almost dies because he gets caught on fire, or he does. I don't even remember. Everything this movie is inconsequential. So, you know... It's all right. Would I recommend it? If you like terrible movies, I'd recommend it. If you want to see a weird relic from the '90s, I would recommend it. Um, but as a good movie, no. But it, it could be a fun night if you if you just want something to laugh at.
1: Well, good. That's that's cool. I was I, I'm kind of with you along the same lines. If you're it adaptation wise, bad uh, movie itself not awful, not great, but definitely not awful. Um, I was going to say, uh, two last things and then I'm basically done. Um, IGN actually has a list of worst movie adaptions, uh, you know, from video games. And on there's a few that I disagree, I disagree with, you know, like Assassin's Creed is up there. I don't think that was the worst movie adaption of a game, but this is the top one. And out of all the ones I've seen, I definitely think it's the worst adaption wise, maybe not movie wise, but adaption wise. Um, and I mean, we've, we've seen that. I mean, they have World of Warcraft and they've had other game adaptions and typically they're not good. And so it was interesting to go back and see, you know, one of the very first ones, if it started good and it's kind of led to being bad over the years, or if it started bad and it's continued to be bad. Um, and I mean, that's kind of the case, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, th- I think it's an interesting enough movie to watch. I mean, I'm glad I watched it just because I can say I can watch it. I don't think I'll ever watch it again. But, (laughs) I mean, I can say I watched it and it's interesting to go back and, you know, see what they did.
0: Yeah. And I think that this also led to the stigma of video game movies being bad. Not just this one, but I think this probably had a really big part in that. Um, But, things are looking up. A couple years ago, Nintendo said they are looking at movies again. Um, I think they're looking at animated movies this time, which... I think much better fits their characters and the types of Mm -hmm. games they make. So I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully it can be something I'm thinking kind of like a Wreck-It Ralph uh, style of something somewhere along that tone, I think
1: would work really well for a Mario movie. And if you are a fan of Mario and you do want to see how Mario could be an action movie, if you go on YouTube and type in Action Mario, there's some excellent fan-made films that are complete action But the adaption is amazing from the video games, and it's they're they're really, really good. I can't think of the exact YouTube channel that does them right now, but I've seen at least five or six of those, and I think they are funny, but yet action-filled, and really good adaption-wise.
0: Yeah, there's some from a few years ago, I can't remember, but Toad is like, he looks like he's from The Matrix in it. Um, He's an Asian guy, he's got the round glasses, and he's wearing all black. That one's really good, so it can definitely be done. Um, I almost forgot. I should mention there is a website called uh, the Super Mario Brothers Movie Archive. Uh, the website is smbmovie.com for Super Mario Brothers Movie.com. Um, It has a whole bunch of stuff about this movie. It's got interviews with the cast and crew. It's got uh, even some of those drafts of the different types of scripts uh, you can actually go on and read. So if you're interested in this, it's a great place to
1: go and check some stuff out. Well, awesome. Kayla. That was that, and this is this, What You Been Up To? All right, Jacob.
0: Well, the first thing I have is something we, it. Both did. <laughs> we both did. We both uh, did. You saw this today. Uh, I almost said it wrong. Dragon Ball Super Broly. Yes. So if you don't know, this is a movie that was released last week uh, from when this comes out. Um, and I saw it day of release. You saw it today. Uh, Jacob, I'll let you start, actually. What did you think? from Because you, you're not like a big Dragon Ball fan. I mean, you know some of the stuff. but
1: Yes, you're, you're right. So um, I know that this movie bought, brought Broly into canon, right? Um, and I know that he was in a movie before, but it wasn't canon. But anyways, um, not watching Dragon Ball. Um, I mean, I've seen it, but not watching it being caught up um, and going into this movie. I thought this movie did an excellent job of not losing viewers that don't typically watch this show. And there's a reason for that. Most of the things they describe, what's happening, and most of the characters, they say who they are, they kind of uh, lend to who they might be. Um, the one complaint I do have is I um, don't know the Saiyan levels, Right? Mm. Um, and so I was a bit confused when they were changing and I had to lean over and ask my friend you know, because they said what the first one was and then they go more in depth and I won't say what they's are, those are because I know what they are now but I don't want to spoil anybody um, and so that was the only thing I was a little confused on um, other than that I thought it was a great story the action was amazing I loved the animation especially when there was huge destruction I thought they did a really really good job of um the you know showing uh crumpling land and explosions and the shock waves and um the story I really liked and the ending um I thought it was a little weird um but I enjoyed it and I actually really enjoyed the jokes that's one reason why I kind of stopped watching Dragon Ball the jokes kind of um got too much for me whenever I was watching it but in this movie I think they fit really good which which series were you watching? Uh, you know, okay, that's a good question. It's been a long, long time. I think it was Z, because Z doesn't really maybe. have. Or maybe it tricks. was Dragon Ball. Dra- maybe Dragon, it was Dragon Ball does. Ball. So it was part right. of Dragon Ball then.
0: So Super Dragon Ball Super um, is the newest series. It kind of strikes the balance between the action of Z and the humor of Dragon Ball. Um, okay, I think. It's a really good series. I haven't quite finished it yet, but I'm towards the end. This movie takes place after the end of that movie. I'm not going to spoil anything, but um, I really enjoyed this movie. I have not seen tons of the Z movies. I've seen a couple, and most of them are all action. I was surprised this movie has more story than I was expecting. The first... Thirty minutes or so are all story, and then pretty much from there on out it's
1: just action. Oh, it may be the first forty-five minutes. It, yeah, it, it, it could be. It, it, but but it wasn't boring story. Like it was really interesting. Yeah, at least know, it, I thought.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's good stuff, and they do it really well. I was very surprised and impressed. Um, but the action, I think, is well. Those combined really help make this movie really good. Um, I was telling some people. I think this is the most Dragon Ball of anything I've ever seen. The n- the original show, the any of any of the shows, none of the video games, none of the movies come anywhere close to realizing the power levels like this movie does. The mm-hmm. animation is insane. It is probably the best traditional animation I have ever seen in anything, for any movie, for any TV show. It is incredible. Um, I think I heard recently it's up for an award, and I completely understand why. It is It is, it it is just insane. Um, I think there might be just a tiny bit too much screaming from Broly. <laughs> they show him screaming like <laughs> six times or something. And at one point I was like, you know, we get it. <laughs> you don't have to keep showing that. Um, this was also the most animated audience I have ever been with. Again, for anything. I have been to every single Marvel movie premiere night since I think Captain America or Thor. I think Thor came first. Um, And I have never seen a crowd that has been so pumped, so excited. I went to the last movie that came out, which was Resurrection F, here in theaters. The theater was pretty much empty, there was maybe 30 people in it. I went to this one, and it was packed. And everybody was cheering throughout the entire movie. It was a crazy experience that I have not ever had, but it was wonderful. And I think that if you're a Dragon Ball fan of any caliber, you should definitely check this movie out. And if you're new, it's also, from a story-wise standpoint, it's probably not the best place. Uh, And also from expectations, because you're starting out with the best thing and nothing else even comes close. But you don't know much and you really liked it. I have another friend that went and saw it. And he didn't really know anything, and he really liked it. So, um, very good. The ending is basically an ad for the next series, whatever that's mm-hmm. going to be. But I think it deserves it. Yeah, I I, I absolutely loved it. Yeah, so very, very
1: high marks. So, uh, what else have you been up to?
0: All right, uh, let's see. I saw Glass. Oh, how was that? Um, so, I really tempered my expectations, because it has not been getting good reviews. I saw that. Um but I, I really enjoyed it. I mm. can understand why um, it it it's not doing as well as some people want it to uh, because of the decisions it makes. But I think that for the most part, it stays true to the world built by Unbreakable and built by Split. Um, and it, it was very entertaining. I, I liked it quite a bit.
1: Yeah, I, I want to watch it. I still haven't seen Unbreakable or uh... Split. Split, yeah. I, I still haven't seen either one of those, but I want to, and I'm going to get to it. I just haven't. <laughs>
0: yeah, so if you've seen those other ones, I would definitely recommend that. Let's see, what else have I done? I finally finished the anime series Fate Stay Night Unlimited Blade Works.
1: I, okay. Didn't know you were watching that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching that for like a year now. It's one of those that I just go to when I am don't have anything else to do or something. Um, I see. I've recommended Fate Stay Night here before, which is in that Fate series. Or, sorry, Fate Zero. I've recommended Fate Zero before, uh, which is in that Fate series, which is really good. Fate Zero is a prequel to Fate Stay Night, um, Unlimited Blade Works. And uh, Unlimited Blade Works is really good as well. Uh, it's not as good as Zero. It is, um, it's longer. I think it's twice as long. It's like 24 episodes. It meanders a little bit towards the middle. There are, there is some times that's kind of where I stopped watching for a while because I wasn't as interested Uh, But the ending is really great. The animation for a TV show is out of this world. The fights, phenomenal. There's a big twist at the end that I did not see coming. I should have seen coming, but I didn't. It blew my mind. Really good. If you're into anime, if you're looking for a place to go, check it out. It's probably more confusing than Zero. If you're going to watch it and you haven't watched Fate Zero, I would recommend watching Fate Zero first. Um, It's only like 12 episodes, so you can get through it pretty quickly. It's, It's really good. Uh, Fate Stay Night Unlimited Blade Works Works is on Netflix right now I think Fate Zero is still on Netflix so you can check that out too Um, do be careful there is a Fate Stay Night Unlimited Blade Works movie from several years ago make sure you watch the series it was released in 2014 Uh, a different studio did it and it falls more in line with the Fate Zero stuff
1: well good anything else?
0: Yeah, one last thing. Uh, today, I spent a large part of my day trying to catch up on comics. I Oh, nice. Yeah, I, I didn't get as far as I wanted to, but I read several. I finished several storylines in the Amazing Spider-Man story arc. Um, I went through a story arc. I forget the name of it, but it stars Regent um, and in his first appearance since the whole Secret Wars thing. That was actually really good. Um, I'm about to go into Dead No More, which will tell you how far behind I am. That's like two years old now. Um, oh, wow. But while I was doing that, I decided, you know, I'm really behind in organizing my comics. I should take all of the comics out that I haven't sorted and sort them. So I have a couple hundred comics on the floor of my room right now. Um, I'm probably going to post a picture of it because it's a lot. It's probably about three short comic boxes worth of stuff uh, wow. that I just haven't sorted because I ran out of uh, tabs and I Ooh. just now bought some new ones. So... I'm gonna have to do that at some point because now they're all over my floor. I've I've sorted them <laughs> into piles, but now I've got to actually put them into the boxes.
1: It's it's an organized mess.
0: It it is organized. Like like it yeah. looks nice, but it's taking up most of my floor. So. Understandable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that's all I've been up to. What have you been up to?
1: Uh, I have not been up to that much. Um, I did, however, watch that blackmail Bandersnatch movie. Okay. Yeah. I watched it with a group of friends, and. I did not realize until last week's episode, uh, listening to you and Zach, that you could do your own choices, make your choices. Wait I Wait, before you watched it?
0: Yes. Okay, I thought you meant after you watched it. No,
1: no, no, no. <laughs> I, I just watched it with friends uh, last night, actually. Um, And so I, I listened to your podcast Saturday, the one with you and Zach, and I was like... Whoa! I didn't realize that it was an interactive movie, which is awesome. Like that—that that is so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really cool. We watched it all the way through, and then we went back and did a ton of other choices. Yeah. Um, probably spent like two and a half hours on it, maybe longer. Um, yeah, and I—I—I I, I thought it was pretty good. Um, we also played uh Smash Ultimate. Oh, nice! A lot. I've decided who my favorite character is. I think. Who's that? Um, previously it was Samus. I love playing Samus. Um, but he's not actually a good character. She, <laughs> she, sorry. She is not actually a good character. Um, disagree. Okay. Sorry. If you look at all the characters on there and like ranked professionally from professional players, she is not a good character. True. But they play much differently than normal people. No, you're right. You're right. However, who is a good character that I love playing now is Corrin. I, oh
0: wait, is that the that's the magic one, right?
1: Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I love Coy so much. Like you know, Coy, Courtney's brother, right? Mm. Coy's really really good, and me and him are close to on the same skill level when we face each other, like one on one. Yeah. Um beforehand I was having a really big issue I'd get him down to one stock and then he'd just kill me every single time yeah with coin I was consistently doing really well against him um and it's just' because, I mean the counter and the moves and mm-hmm. everything i I just level um and then the last thing i I know we're really long so we'll keep it super super short um I wanted to ask you about your detroit become human thing oh
0: yes yeah so uh we'll we'll go into spoilers about that right now so uh, if you don't want to know, skip ahead and you can find out what our theme is for next month. Um, and when you finish Detroit, or if you don't care, you can listen now or come back to it. All right. So what do you want to know?
1: All right. What was your ending?
0: I think I have, I got the best ending possible. Okay. Um, none of my people died. Okay. And I, uh, I got Kara to the border. I was successful in liberating the androids
1: peacefully. Who who did you give up at the border in order to get across? No one. The, you didn't give up anybody? Nope. Okay. I gave up the uh, guy from the amusement park.
0: The guy from the amusement park?
1: Yes, uh, the blonde-headed guy, um, which he may have not even been there for you if you made a different choice at the amusement park. But, um, whenever you're with the uh larger guy, it's after you guys leave and you're driving to the border and the car breaks down, and there's that um abandoned amusement park with all those androids right. um I got one that um actually was there. He was gonna go over the border too when I got there. oh and and so I was about to get captured, and I looked at him and like blinked or something like that, and he owed us one. so he ran past the guards really quick and got shot so we could sneak past.
0: Oh no, I I didn't see him at all. Oh. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, the um. so I stayed in the room and then all the androids like invaded and I um talked to them before I like tried to shoot them and they were yeah. like oh no, we're good. We just want to we just want to help. And so that scene ended with them putting um I forgot the girl's name, but the little girl on the
1: merry-go-round. No, no, no. Not that scene. I'm talking about so yes that I mine did the same thing in that scene but at the very end when they are about to go over the border into Canada was one of those androids in line beside you? I don't think so okay because mine had the black lady that you stay at her house she was right. there her, her no son right and then one of those androids was there for me
0: it could have been I didn't notice I went I went and talked to that lady in the bathroom. Yeah, I did that too. And then I came out and I went through the line and it was like, what are you going to do? And um, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go for it. And I went up and he scanned me and he realized I was an android. And I said, please, I just want to be free. And he said, you're good to go.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, he didn't even realize I was an android because he scanned the goals papers. And then he ran, um, the other android, I blinked at him and he ran across and got shot. And the guy said, you guys are good to go. You don't want her to see that. So he didn't even look at my papers or anything. Oh, yeah. Did so it,
0: and did sorry, um, can, uh, what's his name? Um. Wow, it's, it's only a big been guy. it's been like a week, and I've already forgotten people's names. No, the like the, I was gonna say the main character, but there's three. <laughs> nice. The white main character. That's a guy. What? Okay. Uh, what's his name? Um, Connor. Aunt, Connor, Connor. Yeah. Did uh. What did you do with him? Did he defect at
1: the end? Yes. Yeah, he defected. And he shot He shot Marcus? No, no, no. He defected so he didn't shoot Marcus. Oh. He was supposed to shoot Marcus.
0: Well, because, you know, he he can defect to the deviant side and then he can defect again.
1: Oh, no, no. I just defected to the deviant side and that's it. Okay. So at the end of my game,
0: um, everything was fine. I was up on stage as Marcus. And then you find out there's a backdoor in his program where they try to regain control. Yes,
1: yes. Okay, so you made it out of that? Yep. Okay, cool. Did you? Yeah. That's cool. I'm playing through it again right now, and I'm getting close to Kano on the ship, and I'm going to shoot him, and I'll see what happens. I'm super mm. excited. Yeah,
0: yeah. If, I, if I had more time, I would. I just... I've got... My biggest problem is that I like too many things. <laughs> Understandable. And so um, I, I don't have enough time to go back and do that and enjoy the things that I want to, so... Yeah. um Kingdom Hearts 3 is coming out next week, Ooh. and uh, Pokemon Month starts next week for me, um, for the the office, we all play Pokemon. So I've got some stuff coming up, so I didn't want to jump into that.
1: Fair enough. Oh, oh, one of the biggest things, what, what was your reaction when you found out the little gold was an android? I was shocked. Me too.
0: <laughs> I was shocked. And then I tried to think back, and I was like, well... How does that happen? I guess they don't have one of those blue things in their heads, the LEDs.
1: Yeah. So the the way that I understand it is the children don't have one. And the reason he went, uh, her dad went and got her was because his wife and the little girl left. And he wanted a little girl um, to oh. make him feel like he wasn't a complete failure. So he went and bought that one. That makes a lot of sense, actually. Yep. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So I, I was I was blown away by that. Yeah, I, um, I was shocked. Did you kill um did you kill any humans at um with Connor? Or did you kill the guy from um the CIA or FBI or whatever?
0: Um no, I don't think I killed anyone. I died a few times. Really? Yeah, so I died at the very beginning of the game. And then I died in the
1: um, TV station tower, protecting the partner. Oh, interesting. Yeah, no, I I grabbed the gun and shot them. I didn't die throughout the entire game, and I didn't kill anybody.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah,
1: I was pretty proud of myself. Cool. Yeah, sorry. I knew that was making the episode go a little long, but...
0: No, it's fine. I think uh, a movie of this size deserves an extra long episode. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that does it uh, for this week. We do want to say thank you to Taylor Poole for our 8-bit opening as well as our traditional opening, which we will be returning to next week. Please check him out at taylorpoolmusic.com. That's T-A-Y-L-O-R-P-O-O-L-E
1: music.com. And while you're at it, go ahead and check our friends out at CNC Power Hour. They stream Magic the Gathering, mainly on Saturdays. And what game are they playing through a different game now, Caleb? I think you, you got it a little bit wrong. Right?
0: They actually stream um, Magic the Gathering
1: on Sundays. I always say Saturdays. On video Sundays. games on
0: Saturdays.
1: Yeah, What are they playing through anything right now?
0: Yeah, so Chris has been playing through Kingdom Hearts. Um, he's actually been doing that every night. He is through most of the series. He's been trying to do all of them. So he's somewhere towards the last few games right now.
1: Awesome! That is awesome. So yeah, definitely go check them out. And while you're checking them out, just go ahead and head to our website. That's C-U-Z-W-E-R-E-N-E-R-D-S dot com and, you know, just check it out. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, share it with your friends. Share it with your family. Share it with yourself. Share it with your enemies. Share keep it with us. Share it with us. Ooh. Just share it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to Cuzware Nerds. Stay up to date with all the nerdy news and podcast drops by following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also leave us comments and feedback at CuzwareNerds at gmail.com. That's C U Z W E R E N E R D S at gmail.com. And as always, if you enjoy this podcast, we would love it if you could leave us a five-star review on iTunes. February is the month of love, so we're starting our Love-Hate Relationship series by revisiting the original X-Men trilogy. We'll be talking X-Men, X2, The Last Stand, and how the series started and almost ended the superhero film craze. We hope to see you there, and as always, stay Stay nerdy. (laughs) <laughs> You're not gonna join. It's out
1: of me.
0: Mario. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> uh. All right. You ready for the clap?
1: I am ready for the clap, Killam.
0: Get ready for the clap now, clap now. <laughs> Get ready for the clap now, clap now. <laughs>
1: that was beautiful.
0: <laughs> All right. <laughs> One, two, three.